My name is Stacy McLaren, and this is the Creative Table Podcast. At the Creative Table, everyone has a seat because we are all creatively made. I am so glad you push play on whatever podcast platform you are listening on. So I'm recording this on the, ep- the evening of Wednesday, October 8th. And if you are even a tiny bit observant, you know that this is the night before podcast release day. In a move that is completely opposite of what this episode is about, I rushed around and yet waited until the last minute to do some things, and I ended up getting farther behind the eight ball of my schedule than I anticipated. Instead of rushing around trying to get two episodes about friendship edited, and probably doing a poor job at best, I opted to simply take another week and use this moment to speak about something we all need more of. Rest. So if you're waiting to hear the great conversation I had with a few friends last week in California, you'll simply just have to wait another week. I promise it will be worth the wait. The idea or act of rest is mentioned in more than 72 verses throughout scripture. Rest for the land, rest from work, the holy rest of Sabbath, rest from war and military service for newlyweds, and so on. It wasn't reserved for the elite uh, or most holy. Christ called his followers to rest, and he himself retreated for rest often after he spoke and healed and ministered to those around him. In Matthew 11, he says, Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. So I think we lose sight of just how important rest is. We can look at the call in the Old Testament for the land to be allowed to rest every seven years. It needs to be replenished of its nutrients. When the land was not allowed to rest, it became dry, dead, and unable to sustain life. I would venture a guess that many farmers and gardeners, even today, would say that that still holds true. Now, if it's so important for the dirt of the earth to rest... How much more so that God calls his children into rest. When we expend all we have, even for good causes, we become depleted, exhausted, and thus also unable to sustain life. From where I sit, we have allowed our insane go-go-go culture to shift seeing rest as a good thing, something that actually increases productivity and quality of life and work, to something that only the lazy partake in. Ever since the invention of the light bulb, we have been striving to cram more and more work into a day that was never meant to be longer than sun up to sun down. And the effects of that are seen everywhere, in broken marriages and families, in skyrocketing health issues and broken bodies, the the ever-growing headlines of cheating and scandal in areas of finance and leadership. Don't get me wrong. Rest, or lack thereof, is not the only factor driving this slide into burnout, but it certainly holds the compass. Perhaps if we started to view rest from a different perspective, we might find that we choose to bring it back into our lives as a non-negotiable. 
I was inspired by words that Bonnie Gray in Whispers of Rest wrote a few years back. What if we looked at rest in the following ways? Rest isn't lazy and it's not fake. It is real and emotionally honest. In the verse I read before out of Matthew, we are not asked to get ourselves all together and then come to him all nice and cleaned up for rest. No, he tells us the weary and the burdened to come to him. He provides the safety to come to him and say, Jesus, I simply can't do it anymore. Rest shows us how we get back to our true identity. Not someone who constantly seeks to fill all the roles, meet all of the expectations, please all of the people, but a child of God, fully known, fully seen, and fully loved, no matter what. The weight placed on us by our culture is not the weight God meant for us to carry, and striving like that is not who we were created to be. Rest allows him to speak that truth back into us to be still and quiet before him so he can show us, once again, that we are his. Brennan Manning says, Define yourselves radically as one beloved by God. This is the true self. Every other identity is an illusion. Rest is being vulnerable relationally with the one who made you. In this culture of likes, shares, retweets, and so on, we have lost sight of what it is to connect in true relational vulnerability with any human. It's too easy to hide behind our screens and our keyboards. We so long to be seen and known. It's part of who we are as human beings. God made us for community. Even God himself had to come to us in real person form and say, hello. He smiled and ate and cried to show us he loved us. Rest is an experience of being known. We need to get together with others to learn or relearn how to be vulnerable with each other and to rest and call each other to rest together. Rest goes against our culture, and it is a radical concept. Soren Kierkegaard said, If I were allowed to prescribe just one remedy for all the ills of the modern world, I would prescribe silence. He said that because of the noise that was saturating the culture around the world at the time. It does so even more now. Even if the word of God came to us, we wouldn't be able to hear him. We have to be away from the masses, as Jesus called his disciples to get away and escape the masses by boat, even when the needs were still unmet. We actually need to do that as well, to leave by boat and to take that radical break of rest and silence so we can actually hear what he's saying. Rest takes bold faith. It takes courage and big faith to admit that we are exhausted and we need to assess our boundaries and healthy rhythms in our lives. We aren't failing when we step into rest. We are actually moving into spiritual intimacy with God. And he loves the soul searching and the intimacy with us on that journey. Rest is sleep. And sleep is not a gift given to us by running ourselves ragged again and again and again, even if it is for good causes. Rest also allows us to replenish and to bring all of our senses renewal. Sleep restores the body. Rest requires grace for ourselves. We have to allow ourselves to hear God's prompts and to be inspired by his voice and not give in to the fear of guilt 
of, that we're going to disappoint ourselves and disappoint others. We let God set our bar of expectation. We don't let others do that. Now, rest is different for each of us. For some of us, it may look like long hikes and physical exercise. For others, it is rising early and simply beginning a day of silence with a cup of tea or coffee enjoyed slowly. For some, it is cooking a beautiful meal to enjoy, no time limits or deadlines, no waiting for the arrival of guests, but to enjoy the pleasure of good food prepared with your hands without being rushed. For others, it is never getting out of pajamas for the entire day and ordering food to be delivered. For some, it is the same day, all day long, every week. For others, it may be an hour or two at the same time every day. Whatever it is, set it, stick to it, and make it a non-negotiable. While I'm speaking of rest, there are a few amazing books that I would like to recommend. The first one is called To Hell with the Hustle by Jefferson Bethke. I love the way he combines our cultural history with scripture in the text to bring solid facts to light um, of what we have sacrificed on the altar of speed, more hours, and continual work. He lays out research and statistics that cannot be ignored. It is an easy read and a wonderful way to put overextension of our lives into perspective. The second book is The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. John Mark and Jefferson actually released their books close to the same time in the same year, and they also hosted a podcast of, I believe, 11 episodes together on the subject of this culture of hurry that we live in. John Mark brings some very practical ways of entering into a slower rhythm of living every day, not just a day of rest here and there. Holy Sabbath is what he refers to. It is rich and thought-provoking. The last and my most favorite book for the past year is Sacred Rhythms by Ruth Haley Barton. I have so many feelings about this book. From rest to retreat, silence to solitude, this book brings deep and meaningful ways to enter into intimate conversations with God. It has drawn me deeper and deeper into God's word and has allowed God to make my faith more deeply rooted than I could have ever imagined. It has made me less afraid of saying no to unhealthy habits and eagerly awaiting the saying yes to truly sacred rhythms for my life. I will put these books, as well as some of the accounts that I follow on Instagram, in the show notes. Each of these calls us into places of rest and renewal in the sacred, ordinary things of life. I will also be putting the outline for this episode up as a blog post over on thecreativetable.net, and we'll list them there as well. This was not the episode that I planned on releasing today, but it is the one that I think was best for today, because I am trusting that God knows what needs to be heard more than I do. I hope that you were blessed by some of the things that you heard, and that you will find ways to bring real, renewing rest into your life rhythms soon. Thank you again for listening. If you liked what you heard, follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Hey, I have some fun giveaways coming soon. You can also find more goodies over on the website at thecreativetable.net. Until next time, go find a creative way to make someone smile.